we are now recording. I spy a Matt Wensing back on the mic. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas. It has been that long. Yeah, I guess it was Christmas. Yeah, I think a year year ago or something like that. (laughs) It feels like a long 30 days for sure, whatever it's been. So, um, and getting back in gear for 2021, I feel like I'm finally there, which is good. Um, this work week feels like a up to speed week, which is, which is great. <laughs> Took a while. Yeah, dude. I think the insurrection at the American Capitol uh, messed with my signups, but I think, th- I, I think things are booting back up slowly now. Um, but let's not have too many of those. I think it's bad for business. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's um it's terrible that that's even an event in our history <laughs> now. I mean that's it's uh it's crazy. It makes yeah. I Yeah, um I'm so so happy that um you know, all of that energy can go elsewhere for a while, <laughs> and hopefully to productive productive things that sane people want to do. I my only comment will be I'm still worried that you know, the 70 plus million people that voted differently this time around, all that's still here. So, um, didn't, we didn't actually solve everything on the 20th. We made a big improvement, but. Well, the white house launched, uh, the white house launched a pretty nice WordPress site. Hmm. It's like, uh, it's a case study in like how to do WordPress, right? Except right, they didn't use branch for their deployments. Um, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Got to I mean, work on that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Or you could talk to somebody that's had the White House as a customer before. Oh, that's true. Last time this particular president was in the Oval Office as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you could give me his phone number or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've often wondered. I don't know. I should be recording this, but uh, I've often wondered. Like the number that I, I I have had to the uh, to there, I, I don't know what would happen if I called it again. I wonder how often they rotate those numbers. You know, Frank called <laughs> them. Like, that's like my zombie apocalypse number. It's like okay, phone everybody you know in Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, Montana, and the White House. <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan. My plan when I when I was studying abroad in Morocco, half the the exchange students were um, from West Point, so they were oh. there to speak Arabic. And because uh, you know America has activities in Arab speaking countries, mm-hmm. so it's helpful. <laughs> yeah, um, but one of my good friends, um, he was a, a West Point cadet and um, awesome dude. He's you and him are the two people I know that have met Obama. Because Obama gave uh, the their um, what's the the speech commencement like, speech yeah the year he graduated so he cool shake his hand oh awesome but uh, my backup plan was like if 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 the shit hits the fan while we were in Morocco I'm just gonna like grab this guy and like not let go <laughs> that's that's smart because like but... some sort of like helicopter is just gonna you know drag him yeah. out of the situation yeah they're not gonna leave this guy behind me maybe no. this guy no <laughs> that's yeah. right he is, Put very me in your he has a very expensive education and he's also very strong and knows how to use weapons and he's <laughs> extremely valued by the american people 
So yeah. let me just crawl into a duffel bag or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, as listeners can tell, we're back in the yes. good old groove. Feels good. Um, I got a few updates. Okay. I uh, um, I don't like cold, I don't like cold emailing. Um, it's not my it's not my jam, and it's not the jam of developers i think i sort of knew this but i felt like i had to, to try it anyways so far i've gotten one reply hmm. to my cold emails which was a link to the can spam act <laughs> um, abysmal abysmal and then someone else replied not to a cold email but like an email i sent to someone who signed up and then didn't do anything where they just said if i recall correctly i preferred a free tool over your paid one um, and it's like the driest rejection I've ever received. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm too, I'm too uninspired to recall exactly. Yeah, yeah. but like I don't even vaguely, recall what I'm using right now. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm, think I prefer something else. I'm, I'm vague about my own ambivalence. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I was a WordPress developer at the time, two days ago, when I signed up for your thing. <laughs> Brutal. And now I don't even know what my name is. Delivered the way that only some people can deliver such news. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I So basically, I added a paywall, right? And that cost um, signups to... The American Insurrection and the Paywall together did a pretty good job at limiting the amount of signups <laughs> that I got. Um, but then I noticed on Thursday that I had two signups in a day that both added their credit cards and signed up for uh, the 14-day trial on the $50 plan. And then in about five minutes, uh, found the Stripe billing portal and downgraded themselves to the free legacy plan that we still kept in there because I thought one, I don't I don't want to remove it because I don't know if how it will screw it up for people already on it. And two, like mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to be people's, you know, behavior when they sign up to like figure out how to not pay when their trial runs out. Like I I hope that their first action would be to actually set up the tool, which none of them did. So my suspicion is that it's someone who's listening to this podcast. And if you are, shame on you. <laughs> Golly. In the nicest way, in the nicest possible way, shame on you. <laughs> that's because now I have to deal with this and I don't want to have to deal with this. That's painful. Man. I do. And I doesn't, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. What's the opposite of paying it forward? That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Um, well done. Well done. Someone um requested the concierge onboarding that we've started offering um hmm. so i'm curious about how that's gonna go he kind of he handed it off to a developer um so now i need to talk to this developer and um i mean the good thing is that his boss told him to do it um the bad thing is that i now have to make sure that he does it or <laughs> it's like hmm complying whatever um, yeah. but it's going to be interesting i am curious to see how much work that's going to be on our end to set it up for someone hmm. um but i think it's an it's an interesting exercise right might totally hmm. be worth it since most of it is automated at this point this is just something we do for wp engine 
Hmm. Um, we also uh, we have a working. Sorry. Do you no, no. I. Uh, Are you just breathing? Nah, I was <laughs> breathing, but I was also just realizing um, how. Wh- when did you start that concierge onboarding service? Just curious. We just started offering randomly to people if they okay. hadn't activated just or like. Okay. If they, okay. if we felt resistance, what was what like, was the what was the overall sort of uptake or uh, of that? Oh, we haven't um, like announced it. Announced it. Okay. It's more like I'm just using it now as like it's like a double check to see if like if people say they're interested but they're not doing anything mm-hmm. because or they're saying that they like need to find the time to like do it or whatever and you okay. just offer to do it for them. It's like there's no you, there, you're there ought to be them. no yeah exactly there ought to be no excuse. There still might be, yeah. but <laughs> got it. Yeah. So, okay. um, so someone took the bait, I guess. And, um, <laughs> but we'll see if it actually solves the core problem, which is like making sure that a developer starts using branch <laughs> on a project. Um, yeah. Might also be that we just set it up and they don't use it, you know? Um, it's going to be interesting at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was about to say is we we have a working prototype of um, provisioning of new sites on WP Engine, which is something. Mm. It's sort of like a new frontier for Branch that I'm excited about. Right. It's uh, yeah. it's something I've been talking about for a while, um, but now we actually have a working prototype um, that is basically when you're setting up a project on Branch, we'll ask you. Do you already have this product? Like, is, does this site exist already, or do you want us to create it? Um, if you say that you want us to create it, we'll create a site, create the different environments you want, and set it up on branch as well for you, um, which is a nice experience um, that I'm just like, it's a very big differentiator. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't, like, there's nothing that compares to it. Like there's no other tool that does anything like this. And this is only for WP Engine, right? Yeah, that's the only platform where we can really do it at this point. Is that because other platforms don't have these APIs or? Yeah, like one of our other partners, they have an API that they use internally that they have allowed us to use as well. Um, We don't have documentation for it. So I could probably like find an endpoint that did this, but I don't want to have to do that. Sure, sure. Um, Okay. So, but WP Engine has a like an actual API. It nice. has lots of little quirks that we need to work around. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, <laughs> for to create these environments, there is a load ba- or like a what's the word? A um, like we can only do one request every two and a half minute. Uh, okay. So if we need to create a production staging and development site. We create the production site, we wait two and a half minutes, then we create the staging site, or we wait two and a half minutes, and then we create the development site. Huh. And you just, yeah. okay. Okay. Hmm. So this might be a case of like, okay, we need three different IP addresses. Well, actually not, because it's on our account or their account of the token we use. Um, okay. Huh. But so it's, it's, a cap, uh, it's, it's API token level uh, yeah. Yeah. throttling. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So this okay. is like, this is a technical challenge right now that I th- that I hope will turn into a business development challenge 
mm-hmm. uh, that will then solve the technical challenge, if that makes sense. Like, right. I hope this is something we can improve <laughs> by having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this provisioning stuff. I think it really sets us apart. Um, and um, one thing we talked about is like, how do we, we talked about like how to communicate this or how to like people, the thing is people don't know that we can do this and they don't expect to expect us to do it. So our, like, I guess our launch plan is to just have the feature. And then the first time people use branch, they actually have the site. So they won't use the feature, but they'll see it and they'll be like, oh, I actually didn't have to do the thing that I just did by going to WP Engine and create a new site. Like I could actually mm-hmm. just have used mm-hmm. uh, this tool to do it. And then hopefully right. going forward, people will start adopting this feature. But I don't I don't expect it to like be something that everyone uses just from day one. But okay. it could be it could evolve into something pretty was, pretty cool. Was this a feature that I mean I'm, I know we've talked about this times past but i just want to sort of like recap it here this the genesis of this feature was it customer request based or was it your ideas or both how did you it's uh it's totally not a customer request i didn't think so it was like inspired by you guys sort of having a light bulb uh sort of epiphany yeah it's it's more like like i don't think a customer would even think exactly about this it's Um, it's out there but the, the, the thing that kind of sparked it is I heard people say that they were confused about all the different places they had to go to set up a new project. So I think like a potential mm-hmm. next frontier would be for us to also provision the project on GitHub. So it's like, huh? you create it locally maybe or on branch um, and then everything is set up for your team like a GitHub repository, a server, staging environment, CICD deployment pipeline, all that stuff. Like when you, like like with Rails or something, you say Rails new, and then the, all that would happen for mm. you. I think that's yeah. a cool future direction this could could take. Um, okay. Yeah, I um, I heard your your interview on the Project Journey podcast. Wait, are we changing gears? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> no, have it's a, all good. I didn't. I didn't have a segue. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, and I didn't want to like uh, cut you off either. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, there was, was one thing you said that I I just liked. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. What was that? Uh, it, I mean, it was just a very like out of beta thing, uh, which you also acknowledged on <laughs> on there. Mm. Um, but when you talked about, you know, how people are so focused on getting to 10k as fast as possible mm-hmm. and that's like their like that ends up being their um north star basically yep um you'll probably reach it eventually mm-hmm. and then you probably won't necessarily be on a path to go further um and i like when you said like you're potentially like being a slave to a bad business it's just a mindset thing that I thought was interesting. And then it reminded me of, of a situation when I was recording the, the Billable Hours podcast because I was interviewing um, the guy, uh, Vito, that I talked about who had this enormous splash launch for a WordPress plugin where he sold for like $130,000 in the first weekend or something like that. Insane. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember um, that. 
but he asked about branch and i think at the time like we had 13 customers or something like that paying and he just he was like he looked at me and he was so confused like genuinely he's not mm. like a, a hardcore business guy or anything like that he's more just like do it kind of person yeah like he start, started with a rock band and ended with a SaaS company. Just, but he didn't really, you know. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but he was like, he just looked at me and he was so confused. He's like, how can you have a business with 13 customers? And he just, it just huh. didn't make sense to him. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not really a business yet. <laughs> it's, it's a startup with investors and like the, it's, it's not, but it's just interesting because it's such a mindset thing. Like, yeah. is it a business when you have a, you know, 10K MRR or is it a business when, like, but I'm not trying to be a business right now. Right, right. You're, <laughs> I'm you're trying, trying to, to fi yeah, find your business perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or like a trajectory towards a business or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know these two like what you said and like what he said i just thought like they sort of like in some weird way illustrated like the way we sometimes talk about things right and see like the journey on this podcast yeah we, you know we're being i think we're just being particular about the type of business we want to have and saying if it's not this we don't want it and it reminds me also of derek reimer and his you know the traits he's looking for in a in an idea and you know, being specific about what qualifies and what doesn't and that's just being intentional right about either the idea or the type of business you're interested in as opposed to like you said setting the north star at 10k nothing wrong with that but are you being consci uh conscientious that's a wrong word are you being deliberate about that as being your goal and just know that yeah like you said you might get there and realize that getting from 10 to 12 is a lot easier in one case than than another but maybe getting from 12 to 50 <laughs> is a lot easier in one case than another right and uh it's very very different you know we're trying to design a business yeah i think it's the problem is even the most successful ones, they hit 10K as well, but they they don't stay there for more than like five seconds. I know, right? They they just fly past it. Um, yeah. They fly past some number, let me put it that way. You know, they, yeah. they fly past a lot of numbers suddenly. And that's what I want. Um, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have much to say about this, but I just... I, I thought it was an interesting sort of difference in in thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I do think it's, I hope it's been clear in our... Can you believe that someone is drilling at the new place and it's almost eight in the evening? Can you believe this? Um, I, this has the well, drilling people this, followed me? I, let, let's talk about the people who have followed you. There's not that many <laughs> possibilities here. <laughs> one of Toby. them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my five months old son is like <laughs> yeah He's i don't like, know how they do well and where are all my drills i can't find them <laughs> see over here we have these little fisher price toy drills and they don't yeah. they just have plastic that goes in and out of it. i don't know what you're doing but you might want to reconsider <laughs> oh, 
Christ's sake. It's like some kind of Adam's family. Uh, can you situation. hear it, actually? The drilling? Can I cannot. All right. Okay. Well, let, let's take a little time out here. Peter, how often do you hear drilling just happening? So Okay, so life? my wife just texted me if I can hear the drilling. Okay, good. So it's not... I mean, I <laughs> just want to establish... <laughs> If this becomes a recurring theme, we may need to seek other help. <laughs> I was giving Damien Th- Thompson, that's his name? Damien? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was giving him a hard time on Twitter because he was like, he said he had a rooster that followed him on three different continents. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so mm. just to like, just to double check, like other people are hearing the rooster as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he took it very, he took it very personal. Took it in stride. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, that's perfect person to mess with in that sense. It's great. <laughs> cool. Mm. So. Good Matt. intermission. Hello. What's, what's going on with Summit? I think people haven't heard an update in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, similar to last year, I really reached a point of being extremely unplugged, uh, over the holidays and early January. I'm just busy with life and things. And I just started to regain momentum. And the way I actually ended up doing that was just going through going through the inbox. Um, and I just felt like the best grounding exercise for me would be to actually, you know, of course, look at emails that I needed to reply to right away or that I'd been ignoring um, that maybe need attention. But I just went through my list of paying customers and I just sent each of them a personalized email saying, you know, thank you for being a customer. I'm trying to think about, you know, the right way to prioritize 2021. Uh, obviously, I already have some ideas, but I would hate to miss out on valuable feedback. And it just felt that's a great like, idea. Yeah, it just felt like the right way to s- feel anchored again. Yeah, in, I love that like, actually. You know, in my own business and say. I'm going back to ground, you know, ground zero, step one, square, whatever it is, and saying, these are my customers. I want them to stay customers. I want to hear what they have to say. And I want them to know that I'm thinking about them and that this product is for them and I'm building something for them. So it just felt like if I could just through a simple email, double down on that, of course, it's going to have the side effect of improving retention in the short term, hopefully. Um, if there was anybody that was sort of going like, yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fan. I don't know. I haven't heard from Matt lately. Of course, I want to deal with that sort of something that eats at your brain, right? You're worried that your customers aren't maybe happy. Um, but the other part was like, I don't know, this feels like a good way to kind of reorient myself. Um, and I think it had the desired effect, you know, within, within, I'd say a day of doing that, I suddenly felt like I was back reoriented and thinking about, okay, who are the prospects that I'm working with? Um, what do I need to do for them? And so I've just been really doing a customer and prospect up approach to kind of getting back into the business. I haven't done, a, I haven't done any development. I've just been um, helping and onboarding existing and new customers manually. And I feel like from that, once that's done, because it's the most important thing, I can dive into development again. And I've got my, yeah, I've got my roadmap coming together for the year uh, based on the funding. I think that's so clever. Yeah, I think that's just really good advice. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the, the opposite approach would be just kind of try to come in somewhere in the middle and say, I've got these customers over here and I've got these these roadmaps and visions, this roadmap and vision over here. And let me just sort of sit here in Airtable, which is what I'm using for roadmapping right now, and just kind of, just kind of, you know, work on my thoughts, you know. But I just, in my heart, if I'm doing that and I haven't engaged with my customers in, in a month, it's just hard to do that and feel good and go... You're ignoring your customers. You're ignoring, you know. So, so I just knew I had to go. Nope, customer relationships are good. They've told me what they need to tell me. They feel heard. I listened, and I'm incorporating that into this. And now I can. Now I can. You know, if people cancel, if people don't cancel, if people. I just feel grounded again. I, and so, it's a very gut instinct thing for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I was yeah. trying to come up with some sort of good out of beta style metaphor, but actually <laughs> I just think that's just good advice and I don't really have anything to add. Yeah. I got, I got a feedback email from a customer that made me really happy because I love like these early, like passionate customers when they're, it's like the shit sandwich, but like, <laughs> or like customer feedback, but they're like, I love branch. Here's a little thing that could be better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love the tool. And I, something like that i yep. love getting those <laughs> yeah that's awesome um and then within the last week i have huh, this has been really cool so of my existing customers two of them no three wanted to have one-on-one calls with me like they um initiated having a one-on-one call with me to start the new year strong nice say wow we know we want to use the product more this year here's what we need. Can you help us? That kind of thing. And, and like they reached out to me proactively over my break and said, when can we get something on the calendar? Um, which felt amazing. Cause then you're going, wow. You know, like yeah, I was yeah, watching the new them, year resolution. <laughs> yeah. I was watching them rebuild momentum, you know, like it was almost like I kind of hibernated it. And then before I even, sort of got back into it i was getting emails like around the 5th 6th of january from them saying hey when can we meet and that just felt good so so it was i was like i said kind of momentum had hit kind of a zero intentionally almost i finished the fundraise was pretty exhausted and needed the break um and then just to both reach out to customers and then have them reach out to me i felt like really got things rolling again and I think I'm I'm back up and running, you know, and that's where I'm at today. That's nice. Uh, it's like a good way out of hibernation or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that stance, yeah. like rebuilding good. momentum, you know, you have to let rebuilding. go of some momentum if you want to truly unplug. And then the question becomes, sure. when you do that, how do you not miss out on the opportunities that you probably missed because you did that? And uh, it was great to kind of have that two-sided approach here to getting that rebuilt. And then one other thing I wanted to mention is um, I knew I wanted to focus on activation this year, uh, getting people who've tried the product to some extent, truly switching away from spreadsheets to Summit. And um, I, I, as everyone knows, I'm a big fan of frameworks. I've got my set of sort of pet frameworks that I like to use. The one that I decided to use for this exercise is... Uh, the forces of progress framework, which is part of the jobs to be done. And it's really cool. I think 
uh, there's a there's a blog post which I can link to in the show notes um, that summarizes it really well. And there's a book that I also bought um, by Alan Clement, who's part of the consultancy that originally birthed this along with Bob Moesta. Um, but the the idea is you can it's a good way to go from customer interviews and conversations to a priorities exercise because <clears throat> we all know that we we all know that we want people to activate to our products but but what i love about this forces of progress is it gets right at the heart of activation and says activation is a switch it's activation after all what are the forces that act on somebody to switch and it's a push it's a pull it's anxieties and it's habits pushes and pulls are what you know either come from the outside or the inside to motivate somebody a push is a push is discontent with the status quo i'm frustrated with my existing solution a pull is i see the better future and i want it i see the carrot i see the nirvana state the dream state i want to get to anxieties are i don't know if this is the right choice to make and i don't know if this thing can really do what i want to do and then habits are man, I, I, I have this status quo. I use this thing already and I don't want to change. Do I have to change everything? And then a habit when I'm using the product is, oh yeah, I've been using Branch or Summit for three months, but there's this thing that I do with my old way of doing things and I just can't figure out how to do it. So I, I think I'm just going to cancel and go back to my old way of doing it. And what I what you can do with these, so I, I listed these out in Google Doc and then under each of those, I just listed out bullet points of expressions of those pushes pulls habits and anxieties and i've got probably for for each i've got probably 12 different bullet points what's an example if you can share one yeah so for push here's a good one push only happens when circumstances or push sorry people change when circumstances push them to be unhappy with the way things are so a good example for a founder who's not a cfo is man excel is really tedious and painful Another one, how do I know there isn't a math error buried somewhere in the spreadsheet of mine? Another one, I'm really embarrassed about this spreadsheet. <laughs> another, <laughs> one, another one, why did the spreadsheet value change since the last time I looked at it? Like maybe there's somebody on the team who's changing things and it's just annoying you, right? And you don't know. Uh, next one, I'm not very good at this, right? So you can go through this list of the inner monologue or inner dialogue that somebody has with themselves about the current state of things. Yeah that's frustrating them with the current tool. And that has nothing to do with your tool. That's just, I'm capturing the voice of the prospect with their frustration with this current solution. And then, you know, I also am serving another part of this market, which is the CFO and analyst who is really good at Excel. And so I wanted to, I, I, my ultimate goal with Summit is to actually win those people away from Excel because Summit is better than Excel, even for the expert at, at Excel, right? Which is an extremely ambitious goal. But if you listen closely, and I've had enough conversations with them, they th they say things like, you know, I need to stay relevant with the tools that I use for my job, right? I don't want to miss out on new technologies and trends. There are tools out there who are trying to replace me, and I feel threatened by them, right? Um, maybe I'm not spending enough time on strategic things because I have to do all this tedious work. Why isn't there a tool that does the tedious parts faster, right? Um, so very different set of uh push pushes but then i think if you take this kind of content and you go to your marketing page 
it just becomes so much more obvious what to write on that marketing page <laughs> to to address those things. And then and then obviously the next step is does the product and does the whole product, the documentation, the tutorials, the quick start guides, the human touch, those also address those. So what this is going to allow me to do is ultimately build the whole product out and the marketing out to directly address these pushes, pulls, anxieties, and habits. And that pretty much fills my roadmap for the year is like, you know, great documentation addresses a lot of the, um, the anxieties. So if you go to like the anxiety side and anxiety is how do I do this? How do I connect that? How, how does this update? How, it's a lot of how questions, all the anxieties people feel. You know, that to me is screaming, well, I don't need to write the features. <laughs> what I need to write is the documentation that answers the how questions. And then I need to make sure that the product has very obvious, you know, inline answers to those anxieties that are screaming, you know, uh, at me. And so this just felt really good because it wasn't product development at all. It was um, crystallizing all of the customer voice and prospect voices that I've heard of the last 12 months, let's say the pre-seed period. And then I'm going to use this to essentially prioritize the roadmap uh, for 2021 and say, if we deliver on addressing these things, activation is going to go up, you know, and the way we do that is going to be very, it might be a video, it might be a podcast, it might be a, you know, uh, there's all kinds of ways and features we can build to address these things. But at least we know why we're doing it. And at least I can feel like Oh no, I know if we do that, it's going to pay off. You know, activation rates should go up a lot if we do this. And I know that's the right thing to focus on because I know I've got a lot of unactivated users. So, you know, it's gonna allow me to do product development with a lot of confidence. Um is that's the idea. Awesome. Yeah. I like that's that. the plan. It's, so it's like uh I like to think of that framework as like the step after the mom test because <laughs> mm -hmm. i like to like i like to map books and frameworks to the startup journey <laughs> yeah that's really good it's uh the mom test is the I i'm gonna go ahead and just say willingness to pay to some extent like willingness to stay engaged to engage with it to use it regularly i've got some of that and i've got with like let's say 10 people i've got a lot of that this is the next step in terms of how do I get more people to become like those people, you know, and a lot of what you're I did starting was asking people. why a lot, like you've mm. the first, like you've, you've, you've found out there, like using, you didn't specifically use the mom test, but like using that, you found out there is a need and a desire and, you know, intentions and all this stuff, like momentum, whatever activation mm -hmm. to some extent and now you're starting you start you're trying to understand why that is and what's going on right to some extent right yes and if we if we if we harness that understanding and say we know what's pushing people to switch we know what's pulling people to switch and then we also know the habits which are deeply ingrained and the anxieties which are very contextual that are preventing people from switching. Our goal is then to have that equation, you know, work out to a net, a net change, a net positive, like the push and the pull outweigh the, the, the drag, right. And the friction. Um, I'm really excited about that. Cause I can also hand this list to 
you know, new hires to partners, to investors and say, you know, what are your ideas for ways to meet these concerns and just see what comes out, you know? Um, so that's the plan. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, we'll see. And, and, you know, I've got to keep growing the business. I've got to keep growing revenue incrementally. You know, the, the money that I raised requires that I continue to grow the business incrementally. But then if I can invest in these things, then it should grow better than incrementally is the idea. So nice. Yeah. And I've got some big, big plans in the works. We'll talk about in future episodes. Um, Ooh, well, there will be future episodes then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, you know, I think some of the things to address this stuff are going to be small swings, right? Like let's get, you know, not that documentation is a small thing in, in whole, but you can kind of eat that elephant one bite at a time um, and just document more and more of the product, add product tours, et cetera. Some of this stuff is truly bestowing powers upon people to do things and, you know, to satisfy requirements that are pretty big. Um, mm. But at least we know why they're, we're doing them. So I do want to take at least one big swing over the next 12 months. Um, and, you know, again, not just incrementally grow a business and not even just improve the incremental growth. But you know, I think there's a huge swing to take here on Summit still. And I, I plan to explore that as well. So um, yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm focused right now that's awesome hopefully Dude, i think my audio was totally off for a while because in my new life <laughs> where i have a home office yeah like i'm not used to having a chair with wheels and i'm just cruising around here so i didn't even realize that i was moving pushing myself <laughs> away from the mic <laughs> <laughs> we'll see let's see how that sounds yeah it's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> I hear you loud yeah. and clear. Hopefully, hopefully it comes through for the listeners. But um, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you back, man. I am looking forward to doing this next next week. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, after my episode with Derek, we talked about we need to do one with all three of us. That's a good idea. That'd like be really a marathon fun. kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be great. I think like listeners a clubhouse enjoy kind that. of thing. No one can join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No one gets an invite. It's like Clubhouse <laughs> without invites. <laughs> uh, secret Clubhouse. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. All right. Sounds good. Whoa. We can plan that soon. Take care. All right, Peter. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.